Thank you for joining me in my hen house. Nicole's Hen House is an audio space dedicated to the stories of women in the roles of business, healthcare, entertainment, and politics. Welcome to the Hen House. As we discuss women's roles of influence, I want to take a moment to reflect on some unlearning I've had to do that has directly impacted how I view our culture and issues like body image. Today's episode is titled, Honor Your Body where I share a glimpse of my recent weight loss journey and the mindset shift that allowed me to make these changes. If you have struggled with weight loss and the mindset surrounding weight loss, today's episode is for you. Enjoy! You guys, welcome. Thank you for being patient with me during the break. Um, The break was unexpected, but much needed. Um... I crammed a lot of life in the past in the past few weeks, so I'm really appreciative of you guys' patience as I continue to develop content and learn what I'm doing. Let's be honest, this is not my first train of thought, um, but y'all are so patient with me. Okay, so today's topic, let's just jump right in it. Um, I want to come to you guys from a place of inspiration, and I am inspired to talk to you guys about honoring your body. I have recently lost about 60 pounds. Actually, let me tell you exactly how much I've lost. Let me do some fast math real quick. So I've lost 74 pounds. Um, At the height of my pregnancy with both of my kids, my height weight was uh, 263 pounds, and I am now down to 194. Oh, so I misspoke. I'm down 69 pounds. Um, I will probably be down 74 in the next few weeks. Um, but the reason I'm telling you guys is this, um, I have consistently tried to lose weight since I was a teenager. Um, I remember the first diet I wanted to go on was Thanksgiving of 2002, maybe 2001, 2001 sounds more accurate. Um, I was in fifth grade. No, I was in sixth grade and I wanted to lose weight and I got sick and I lost 15 pounds between... Halloween and New Year's Eve and I was so proud of that but y'all I was in sixth grade I didn't need to think about how to lose weight when I was in sixth grade I was 11 um that is not a mindset I want to pass on to my kids and so today I'm going to talk to you guys about some untruths and some of most of these are taught in the American church And if this is not your experience with the American church, bless you. You have been spared false mindsets. Um, Before I continue, I want to clarify, I am not a doctor. I'm not a dietitian. I am not registered in anything except being a Bible college dropout. Okay. I'm a Bible college dropout. I don't have any formal training in any of this. This is, I'm speaking from my own experience. Um, It's okay for you to disagree with me and what I say. What's not okay is to fight about it. And I will not fight with people about this content because this is a reflection of my own experience. And um, what I've learned at this phase of life is that if I have experienced this, you probably have too. So I'm going to talk to you guys about the scope of how to honor your body and the mindsets associated with it. So when I was in sixth grade, I wanted to lose weight, so I lost 15 pounds because I got sick, and I was so proud. Um, 
so as a kid, when I was eight years old, I wanted to be skinny, I wanted to have a lot of friends, and I wanted to be able to sing. Turns out, none of those things in my life happened. And it shaped my mind to believe that I wasn't good at things or I couldn't do things. So dieting and body image and size has always been a struggle for me. And it's something that I've come to terms with, um, my size and my height. I've always wanted to be tall. I'm not as tall as I want to be. I wanted to be 6'1". I'm 5'9". Um, but I never had a lot of friends. And I can't sing. We don't, nobody needs to hear me sing. Um, but I shaped my ideals and formed my perception of myself based on those. Um, so when you grow up in an environment that particularly Southern culture that's, that highly values and prizes um, physical appearance, it creates a lot of shame. And then what you speak over your body is not honoring or loving. It's from a place of shame or from a place of lack. And that shaped the rest of my life because that's how I viewed things of needing someone to pull me out of that negative mindset of me not being good enough. So then we take those ideals and compound them with what I've learned in church. And I grew up in a conservative Christian environment where you were taught rote behaviors to reflect um, misinterpretations of scripture to support the patriarchal structure of American church. Here's what I mean by that. If you grew up in a Christian household like me, um, your understanding of honoring your body was limited to the following trains of thought, and not only was it limited to these trains of thought, these were vehemently taught. Those trains of thought include, and those teachings were to remain abstinent until marriage. Like, the, if you are a woman, the highest prize you could ever offer anyone is your virginity. And the only way to show honor to your body or to anyone else is to be a virgin when you're married. Um, the other, some other fault, or some other teachings include no drinking. Um, if you drink, you're a sinner and you're going to hell and you are a bad person. Don't smoke. Because if you smoke, you are filthy and you are going to go to hell. And then don't do drugs because drugs are not godly. Now, generally speaking, those are okay ideals. The, the bad part about those ideals is that A, it creates a self-righteous mindset. And B, that's not the only way to honor your body. In fact, there are plenty of other ways to honor your body that are not taught on. But what we did, or what the American church did, was create these ideals to get us to learn if we don't do these four things, then we are going to be good human beings and we don't have to worry about the rest of it. Um, if you are a woman in a conservative Christian household, you are given extra mandates. And those all mainly apply to uh, your appearance, such as no skin showing, you need to wear long shorts, no low-cut tops. Um, the modesty culture is perpetuated um, in Christian environments, and it doesn't actually make you more holy. It just doesn't. What determines your holiness is the posture of your heart and how you reflect God on the earth. Very seldomly does it have to do with what you're wearing. Um, I'm so frustrated that this was the limited scope we were taught to honor our body. So 
If we're taught to honor our body by remaining abstinent until marriage, by not drinking, by not smoking, and not doing drugs, A, we can dismiss all of the other um, ways we dishonor our body, and B, we become self-righteous because then we think, oh, we're just better than all the other people who do this. Because refraining from those behaviors makes you a better human being. And it doesn't. You guys, it just doesn't. Um, I'll elaborate on all of those subjects in a different podcast, but those are the highlights that I was taught um, that misshaped my identity. So what those are taught from is from a place of oppression and control. Um, These ideals are taught to get a certain behavior from a certain... Hi, babe chicks. If you are enjoying this content or want more in-depth content, please go visit the website, nicoleshenhouse.com. After the show, I would be so appreciative if you left a review on any of the listening platforms. Thanks for listening. Okay, so if you're a woman, you are assigned to those extra mandates. And what happens is we end up dishonoring our bodies in other ways. So what that looks like is we try to be someone we are not created to be, which is not biblical. Um, we try to, um, if so if we're not smoking and we're not drinking and we're not doing drugs, there's other things we can do that dishonor our body. Like we can eat tons of junk food and we can eat, um, like we can go out to eat and we can go to Taco Bell and we can have Oreos and we can put um, things in our homes that harm our health. Like you know, artificial candles, um, all the stuff that you put in your house, desires of the flesh. You guys, our American diet teaches us to crave bad food. It teaches us to crave pizza and ice cream at 2 a.m. after we've been partying all night or after we've had a long day at work. It teaches us that stress eating is a way to cope. Um, the Bible says, walk by the spirit. So that means the stirring that you feel in your stomach, have discipline over your physical body and honor your body with the food that you put in it. Honor your body by saying, "Mm, it's been a long day. I need to put food in my body that nourishes my body because this is the only one I've got. First Corinthians 10 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. In this context, um, you know, a few scriptures down, it discusses drunkenness. Um, But let's not talk about alcoholism right now. Let's talk about just what you eat or drink. When you go to McDonald's or you go to the grocery store and you stockpile on Little Debbie's and you stockpile on McUltra and you stockpile on Gatorade and you stockpile on Doritos and you stockpile on frozen pizza, you are not honoring your body and you are not glorifying the Lord. How do you honor your body? If you're going to have a beer, have a good beer. Do one, have a beer that isn't contaminated by GMOs and um, artificial colors. If you are going to drink a glass of wine, have a really good glass of wine. Use it to celebrate. Don't use it to cope and escape from whatever hardship you're experiencing. You don't actually need a glass of wine to cope um, because you've had a stressful day. You need coping skills. 
you need to honor your body and your mind and your brain with good things. That probably looks like a hot shower and a glass of water because you're stressed out. So go do those things and give your body what it needs, not what your selfish flesh wants. Because if you don't exercise self-discipline in this, you're going to have a really hard time showing honor to God with your body. So I have this question that I want to pose to you guys. What if we surrendered our own ideas of food and nutrition and body image to one that aligns with the heart of God? I do not think the heart of God is oppressive. I actually know now that the ideals and mandates I was taught as a kid is not how God feels about me. The Lord is not ashamed of our sex lives. He is not ashamed of alcohol. He is not ashamed of Uh, tobacco plants. He is not ashamed of meds. He's not ashamed of any of those things. Um, When I was taught those mandates as a kid, it was from a shame. It was from a place of shame and a place of control. And what I'm learning now as an adult is that is not how God feels about me. And that's not how God feels about you. Um, To honor your body Let's give our bodies and our minds what it needs to thrive. So I'm not saying you're not going to go out to eat. I am in a friends with benefit relationship with Taco Bell. I love a Baja Blast and a Burrito Supreme, but I can't eat that every day. That's not honoring my body. There are moments in time when it's necessary. Like if I've been on the road for six hours with the kids, we need to stop and go in somewhere. I'm going to go into a fast food restaurant because I know the bathrooms are clean. Is that going to be part of our daily practice? No. Um, But I want to teach my kids how to honor their body and honor the Lord with their body by putting good things in it. Um, Let's look at a couple more verses. Um, 1 Corinthians 3.16 Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? You guys, your body is a temple and it is fine to have fun. It is not fine to pollute your body incessantly and make it a lifestyle of self-sabotage. I think our bodies work most efficiently when we put good things in it. If you are putting bad things in your body, it's going to, you're going to have a hard time thinking. You're going to have a hard time uh, being clear. That's why when you drink too much the next morning, you know, a hangover, you can't function correctly. That's not honoring your body. Your body was meant to function in optimum performance. And when you put things in it that take away from that ability, you're showing yourself dishonor. Um, you know, prior to my daughter's birth, I think it only felt pretty and beautiful like 12 times. Um, every diet, every um, everything I had done really prior to my daughter's birth had come from a place of striving. In my first marriage, uh, we did a juice fast where we borrowed a juicer. It was a Breville juicer. Those were, it was amazing. Um, we went to Whole Foods. We got the juicer. We did a 12-day juice fast. I still gained weight, and I didn't do anything but fresh-pressed juice for 12 days. And I still gained weight. Um, after I had a miscarriage in 2016, I did 32 days of salads. 
I still gained weight. Um, I didn't binge eat. I walked every day. I experienced a calorie deficit. I still gained weight. You guys, I was coming from, I was going through those experiences um, from a place of shame and from a place of striving. I was not honoring my body. I was just trying to get to a place where I would look better um, so other people would like me. That's really the whole reason I did it was so other people would like me. And if other people liked me, then I would like myself. And that's not how it works. Um, It works by you, by learning to like your own self. And this past year has been a year of self-discovery where I've learned to like myself. I'm actually skilled and gifted at certain things. I'm a really good mom. Um, Like, that's one of the things I'm most proud of on this planet is I might not be good at the rest of life, but I'm a really good mother. And it's been really good for my self-esteem to be good at something I wanted to be good at. Um, Depending on day, I can be very effective on social media. I like what I do online. Um coming from so being able to figure out how to honor my body from a place of self-acceptance I've been able to lose this weight you guys when my daughter was born um she was nine pounds and four ounces I had an unmedicated home birth that was the most empowering life experience I've had um I needed her birth to happen the way it did because I was able to learn what my body was capable of doing. And if you are trying to shift your mindset and how you feel about your body, go do something incredible. For me, it was having a home birth. Um, That was something that I've wanted to do since I was four years old. Um, When I was four, I watched this movie called Wind Walker with my grandmother, and it was about these Native Americans and how they lived. And they had babies and teepees, and I wanted to be one of those women who lived in the woods and had a baby in a teepee. So instead, I had a baby in my double-wide trailer in the bathroom floor. It was an empowering life moment. So after I achieved this feat of having a huge baby unmedicated, I realized, oh, like, I actually am capable of doing powerful things. My body just gave birth to this big old baby. Um for you guys, that might look like you can run, or you can lift, or um, you can bike 15 miles, or whatever physical thing you're not sure you're capable of doing, go do that. Um, Train for it, get ready for it, and then go do it. And then after you accomplish that feat that you didn't feel like was attainable, I promise it will help you shift your mindset from a place of your body can't do this to look at what your body can do. It's amazing. Like, I'm about to go pursue some other fitness goals. Um, When I turned 30, I started a bucket list, and I'm about to scratch off one of those things on my bucket list. I, I kind of can't wait, and I feel empowered to do that because I did something I have been dreaming about since I was four, and that was to have... A home birth. I don't know what that looks like for you. If you're a guy, it might look like um, being able to do, you know, a 400-pound deadlift or running the Boston Marathon or um, doing a triathlon. If you're a woman, it might look like doing, a, I don't know, it might look like running a Boston Marathon for you. It might look like doing a triathlon. Um, 
there are plenty of things. You know your own health goals. I do not. Um, but I want to encourage you guys with this. Instead of coming from a place of your body can't do this, shift your mind to looking at all your body has accomplished. My body has lived through 32 moves, two spouses, um, you know, my childhood. My body has lived through sickness and illness. My body has lived through um, being a size 22 to now down to an almost 14. What has your body done? Has your body taken you to work every day? Has your body lived through the death of a spouse? Has your body um, seen your family get married? Those are things that your body has done. Those are goals and skills that your body has achieved. Use that as fuel and inspiration to keep going to achieve whatever it is. And when you're going to the grocery store or you're about to go um, order something for dinner, make food choices that reflect honor. Your mind will be clearer. Your heart will be more open. Your body will function better. When I started dropping weight, it's because I made food choices that reflected honor. Um, I have always struggled with my weight. Um, so like I said, at the height of pregnancy, I was 267. I'm down to 194. After my daughter's birth, um, I became intentional about what came in our house and what didn't. Um, The holidays were a particularly challenging time, as I think it is for most people, because there is an abundance of sugar. (laughs) I saw a chart the other day, and it said, sugar will kill you. And you guys, like, white refined sugar is like the antithesis of honoring your body. It's not good for it. So as you start honoring your body, you're going to be able to make slow, adaptable changes, um where you eliminate those things. I'm not saying go clean out your cabinet right now. I'm saying one grocery trip at a time, replace, you know, replace your refined white flour for rice flour, replace your sugar for stevia. Instead of buying two bags of Doritos, just get one and maybe a bag of mixed nuts. If you like Little Debbie's, instead of buying three boxes of Little Debbie's, buy two and an extra, um, an extra bunch of bananas or grapes. It's okay to indulge. Just don't make indulgence your lifestyle. Indulgence is not honor. Indulgence is indulgence. And to keep your body thriving, honor it. It's so easy. Um, it's easy, but you also have to practice self-discipline and self-control. And it was really hard for me to understand that concept. Um, Colette Grace, I don't know if she listens to this podcast, but she taught me that. Um, She taught me that self-discipline and self-control are how you move from the idea of want to to seeing results. Um, This is an intentional thing. This is not going to happen overnight. I didn't lose 60 pounds overnight. I lost 60 pounds in eight months. You guys can too, but stay hydrated. Make better food choices. When you're honoring your body and you're learning how to honor your body, change what you're viewing. So there's a verse in the Bible. Let me find it real quick for you. It 
So there's a verse in the Bible, 2 Corinthians 3.18, and it says this, And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being... <clears throat> excuse me. But we all, with uncovered face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changing into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. So if we reflect, if we look at the Lord, we're going to reflect the Lord. If we um, look at a news feed and a Facebook feed and a Pinterest feed full of junk food, guess what? We're going to go buy a bunch of junk food. If you change your feed to finding health and wellness practitioners whom you resonate with, your your food choices will change because what you're looking at changes. Your diet will be a diet of honor. It will be a diet of good choices and not from a place of striving, but hey, these people have empowered me and given me the tools to do this, so now I can do this. Um, and the same thing goes with your with what you drink, what you put on your body, and what you put in your body. Because what you put on your body is just as important as what you consume. So if you are putting things that are heavily laden with artificial fragrances, with um, with sulfates, and that kind of thing, you're still polluting your body. Honor your body with what you put on it. And honor your body with what you put around it. Um, I'm going to go into more detail about that later. But... The takeaway of today is the title, Honor Your Body. I want to close out with a few more verses. First Thessalonians 1.4 For we know, brothers, loved by God, that he has chosen you. You guys, you were chosen to be on this earth for a purpose. I don't know your purpose, but I don't know your specific purpose, but all of our purpose is the collective, is the following collective statement. We were put on this earth to reflect God to others. Um, Genesis, it says, it's like one of the first verses of the Bible. Let's go find it. And then God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heaven, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps the earth. You guys, we were put on this earth to look like our creator. Doritos do not make you look like your creator. Little Debbie does not make you look like your creator. Those are fun ways to indulge and to celebrate and I will do an entire podcast on why you should celebrate and how to do it safely. But it cannot be a lifestyle of polluting your body. Um, Yes, we should practice safe sex so we don't dishonor our bodies, so our bodies aren't exposed to harm. Yes, we probably shouldn't ingest nicotine. It's not good for us. Yes, we don't need to crash our liver by obsessively drinking. Um... Yes, we need to honor our body by not polluting it with methamphetamines. However, that is not the exclusive list to how to honor your body. You honor your body by speaking good things over it. Like, example, you are capable and able to do the tasks set before you. That's an affirmation I speak over myself every day. Speak it over yourself. Um, 
We honor our body by putting good things in it. We honor our body by reflecting the kingdom of heaven on earth. Um, after you master food, you'll be able to master exercise. Um, exercise and physical fitness is not my thing. It 100% is not. But I want to honor my body. And by being active, I'm giving it a place to function the best it knows how at this given time. I'm not experiencing weight loss with exercise, but what I am experiencing is inches lost and better shape. I love you guys so much, and I hope as we continue growing in the hen house that you guys will be inspired to make changes to help you satisfy and live your purpose on the earth, and your purpose is to reflect heaven. Um, I want to close out and say if you um, are considering... um, your walk with the Lord and you're not sure where you stand with it, please reach out. There is always room at the table in the kingdom of God. And if you have been burned by the church, I completely understand. Um, I'm not even going to tell you to go to church. I am going to tell you to be the church and that there are people who are the church that are here for you. Um, God loves you. Jesus loves you. His life was offered to us as a sacrifice. So if you need to have a reverent moment where you reconnect with your creator and you've decided today is that day, please send me a message. I would love to encourage you in your faith. All right, you guys, y'all have a great weekend. Have a great week and I'll crow at you later. Thank you so much for listening to Nicole's Hen House. It is a great value to me to have your ears tuned to the variety of guests on our show. If you found this content insightful, I would greatly appreciate a review on any listening platform. To contact Nicole's Henhouse, visit the site, nicoleshenhouse.com, or you can find me on Instagram at Nicole's Henhouse. As always, cheering for you!